Now, our next guest, Austin, tried to get me killed because uh, this guy is actually quite a bit bigger than I am. It's and a ticked-off Tuesday. It so is. Someone's got to get ticked off here. So you just decided you were going to like go the exact opposite of what I had always said about this guy. Because he didn't know. Hey, I, I heard, all I remembered was rated Brady Christensen. <laughs> and I would assume, knowing you, that you're jealous, and so you said he was overrated. No! But you claim you said he's underrated. I, I, Brady, I don't know. I the said, truth, uh, I don't know. When this guy was playing in high school, I absolutely said this is the most underrated player in the state. <laughs> so it's cool to actually meet him now. He's a member of the BYU Cougars. He's right up front with that old line. Excited to talk to him today. How you been, man? Yeah, just enjoying our media. Media day been really good, you know. Yeah. Just enjoying it. So what I love about the story with you is like, what you were like, what a buck sixty, buck sixty five? Yeah, as a sophomore. So I was a six foot one sixty as a sophomore, late bloomer. Didn't have like one armpit hair, you know, just late, late, late bloomer. And then from my sophomore to junior year, I grew about six inches and put on sixty pounds, you know. Uh-huh. And I was a little slow then, but then I just worked on my speed and I got up to about two thirty uh, my senior year and. BYU took a chance on a small kid, you know. Was it a quick learn for you to, to play? Uh, I mean, I assume you weren't playing offensive line at 6 one one sixty or whatever you were. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, when I was a little kid, I played offensive line up to, like, seventh grade. And okay. then I got small and switched to, like, running back and linebacker, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my sophomore year, I was DN. And then junior year, I went to O-line. And our O-line <laughs> motto was run and hit hard. And so I've been doing that since I was a little kid. And so I picked it up pretty quick and enjoyed it. My technique was raw, but yeah, I just I just beat people with my athleticism, you know. Okay, so I told you what I told you when you were in high school and all. Talk to scouts, people that that study alignment and all that. So I I uh, do like some all conference uh, uh, listing and then uh, all American and all of that. But I, I have people look into offensive linemen and kind of give me their evaluation and try to see which things are consistently across the board. You know, like if five different guys are saying the same thing, there's got to be some truth to it. So one of them that I get from you, and you tell me if they're accurate or not, they say you are unbelievably strong, uh, that you have dominant abilities. They talk about your footwork. Uh, Pad level needs a little more polishing and perfection. And that sometimes you can actually um, compensate for these things with strength and just overall raw ability. Are they right on that? And is that something that uh, coaches have talked to you about? I mean, this offseason, it's definitely been an emphasis for me to improve my strength, especially upper body. Uh But my lower body body has always been strong. Like my squats have always been near the top of the team, any team I've been on. And so I feel like I use my legs a lot um, in football, but my pad level does get high at times and so i need to work on that and that's just uh technique mostly gotcha strength yeah so th- this is why i like talking about offensive lineman with byu right now because in your best days historically byu up front uh not only did they neutralize the trenches they were able to win right. in some of those areas and everyone talks about byu going up against these big time power five schools and what it's going to take week in and week out to me that's where it starts do you guys feel that responsibility and and how do you feel like that's coming along for that group? oh yeah definitely up front uh, selfishly we believe that if we play good we're gonna win and mm-hmm. if we don't play as good as we need to we're probably gonna lose you know if you look at the Wisconsin game, we felt like we had a very clean, good game up front, and we won that game. And so I think we put a lot of pressure on us, but not we don't shy away from it. We know that we just got to play great, and we're all working hard this year to so we can be dominant, um, especially those four games. We're going to be playing some big D-lines and great D-lines, uh, so we got to be ready for it. 
Coach Grimes being a storage offensive lineman and that kind of mind, and now Coach Mateos coming to campus. Which one are you more afraid of? And they're both standing behind you right now, by the way. <laughs> oh. no, I'm just kidding. They're not standing. <laughs> um, different, different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Grimes is kind of a little, like, I don't know. He kind of gets under your skin sometimes, but he never really yells at you. But Mateos is a yeller, yeller so he can get on you <laughs> if you don't uh, perform. So Grimes is more psychological, yeah, yep. and Mateos is in your face. Yeah, exactly. Which one do you feel like you respond best to as a player? Not that you don't respond well to both, but which one do you prefer as a player to get you going? Um, it kind of depends. If I know I need to get going, some practice days you just don't have it in you, you know? And so if I get Mateos back there yelling at me you know i get pissed off and i'm like what is this guy talking about you know and so that gets me going fired up but as far as like in the game i need to stay more calm and like i i get too amped at times so i just gotta stay relaxed so uh, maybe a little bit in between type yeah. thing. when i saw the confidence of this team last year i mean you guys uh, went over arizona you were like a 12 point dog the win over wisconsin you're like a 22 and a half point right. dog right these were some head turning symbols that you guys were clearly heading the right direction. So we see it up front like that. When could you sense that things were changing up front to give this team the confidence that they could go win those games? I felt like the spring ball um, before the actual season. We had a very, very, very good spring, um, and we were all fresh. I mean, there was a bunch of young guys on the offensive line and the whole team, and we were just beating each other up every practice, you know. And so I felt like the mood was really swinging and the culture was really changing. That's when I felt like a change was happening. So what is – I hear that word a lot here at BYU and how – I know this predated you a bit because last year was your first year here with BYU, if I'm not mistaken. I redshirted one Redshirted year. one. Okay, yeah, played and, and last year. Played mm-hmm. last year. So last you were year. there in that four-win season. Right. Then. What was the change in culture? Is that Was that a real thing? Did the culture really change? And if so, how? Yeah, I believe it really did change. I mean – practice last fall camp my first fall camp like it was tough but it wasn't like I was dead after the practice but then the last fall camp right before last season I mean I remember going home at night and just be like holy cow I'm exhausted you know and then you have to wake up and do it all over again and so just how everyone's working together is amazing and especially how like when you when people get extra work in usually it's like one or two of them but right now the whole position groups every position group is getting extra work um, together hmm. as a team. So I really feel like a huge change in the culture is happening right now. All right, you can't make too much of just one game. But right. how do you describe how much the game, week one, Utah, means to you guys as a program, especially last year after you guys played so well in a lot of games that you did fall short in? Yeah, it's a huge. The Utah game is always on my mind, you know, especially coming fresh off last year, that tough loss at the end. Um, it's huge. It's it's. I mean, the D line, the Utah D line, is always on my mind. That's how I motivate myself. I mean, I grew up being almost a Utah fan. I went to a lot of Utah uh, games, and uh, I was always loved watching the rivalry. Mm-hmm. And so, just being a part of it is huge for me personally. And I just can't wait to play again and kick their butts. Being from Bountiful, it's it may be the most purple city, and I don't mean because they cheer for Weber State. Right. I mean it's an equal mix of. Utah red and BYU blue. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. in the yeah. hills of Bountiful. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to have friends, neighbors who are on that roster who you're looking forward to smashing in that first game. Oh, yeah. A uh, funny story last year when we were warming up for the Utah game, one of my good buddies was like front row, and his dad 
um, were, was yelling my name like the whole warm-up, Brady, Brady. And I was like, who is this guy, you know? I looked back, and it was my friend and his dad, and they were just decked out in Utah. Gear. I was like, I got to give these guys a BYU shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you got to make sure you right, show them right. how much you appreciate so I've been their ha- support. I've been handing out BYU shirts here. <laughs> You're a charitable guy. Yeah, right. yeah. Everyone talks about how an offensive line can help out a quarterback and how that makes the quarterback look good and all of that. But reverse this a bit for me. When a guy like Zach is putting money in the bank the way he was last year, on the field, off the field, all of that, how much did that make the offensive line better? And could you sense that in games, in practice, and as you guys have evolved? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, when a quarterback is releasing the ball quick, I mean, you don't even really have to block the guy because he's just making his reads so fast and getting rid of the ball so fast that it's it's not that hard of a job, you know? And I was watching a video. I think it was T.J. Watt in the NFL. They were playing the Patriots. And he was getting pissed at uh, Tom Brady for releasing the ball so quick because he could never get to him. He'd beat his guy clean and wouldn't get to him. I'm not saying uh, offensive line is easy. It's really, really hard position, but right. it, it does it does make your job easier. If they're holding it back there for eight seconds, you I mean, you're grinded for eight seconds. It's, it, it gets tiring and but, tough, you know. But when he's when he's doing that, like you're talking about, he's mentally processing the game so well, which right. is what. And I was right up there close to him, watched him all the time in high school. Was so incredibly impressed with him. His ability to mentally process the game is there. When that happens, does that build synergy into an offensive line where you're like, wow, we're going to do even more homework. We we want right. to make sure that this guy has has everything that he needs to win because he's doing that for us too. Yeah, exactly. And then he runs a lot too. So if, if nothing's open, he's going to make a play with his, with his legs. So even though he does get rid of the ball quick and mentally quick, he's, you still got to hold on to your blocks for a long time too because you never know when he's going to take off and <laughs> run for 50 yards. You know. And then you got to know when to release, get up the yeah, field, exactly. smash somebody right, smaller right. than you because yep. I would see you coming and just like get out of the way <laughs> and be like, sorry my guys. Plays. <laughs> well, yeah, because Tony would be like, oh, there's that old Overrated Brady Christian. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's but then that's cool because you kind of you have to have a sense for when he does that and when he likes to go. Right? Is it? Oh, a, yeah, is it just a timing issue? Is it? A, is there specific plays where you're like, hey, once we get to four one thousand, I know I'm releasing no matter what. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it is a little bit different uh, blocking for a guy like Tanner Mangan versus Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, like a lot of times back when he Zach Wilson was back there, I was like, all right, he's got to like get rid of the ball sometime, but you just got to keep blocking. And wherever the D line goes, he know, he knows where the quarterback is, so you just kind of go with it. You okay, know? what's a typical film study session like for the offensive line? I and I'm I'm asking because I in my mind I've created this idea like you guys get the most pressure here in this program than any other position group because of Coach Grimes and his background. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's uh, he he joins uh, film session a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, Grimes does, so you got both. Grimes and now it's going to be Mateos but last year was Grimes and Pew so every play we go through we break it down your technique how you're doing there and if you win or lose or just every play of every every game oh my gosh you go through every play and sometimes like if you're if your technique is good and you win the rep you know they may they might not hit you um, but they focus on improving, and those who lost the rep or the technique can improve, that's who they really focus on. How much can your off-the-field relationship with uh, Zach Wilson or one of the running backs help come game day within the, the lines of the game? I think it's huge. I remember Zach Wilson last year. He was going to start. I can't remember exactly what game it was, but he took the whole O-line out to Texas Roadhouse. Obviously, he didn't pay for us. That would have been like a $1,000 bill, you know, and mm-hmm. how much we eat. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he took us out just to talk to us and, like, get to know us better, you know, and it really meant a lot. And I'm not saying I blocked harder for him, 
but you know we always got his back if he gets hit down you know we're right there pulling him up and mm-hmm. same with the running backs too we always try to get to him so we can help him up and stuff the game against utah last year you know when people talk about the way the rivalry is they'll talk about the streak they'll talk about all of that the one thing that jumps out in my mind when i think about just the byu side is you played so well for so long in that game to put yourself in a position to win you clearly showed you're capable of winning that game right. you came out with a great plan you executed yep. really well 27 to 7 you scored even after giving up a pick six the offense impressively drove down the field and scored yep. again like so it's not like you guys are incapable of winning that thing but how do you describe how hard it is to finish that game against a really good team with everything that game comes with yeah it's very tough i think uh, that game specifically <coughs> at the second half we were playing uh not to lose you know mm-hmm. we were as aggressive uh and it's tough and i hear a lot of people tell me right now that oh their d-line is so good and how are you guys going to be able to do it and it's really the same D-line as last year, you know, they're no different. They're just a year older, but so are we. Mm-hmm. And so we just got to dominate from snap one to snap 75 or whatever, you know, and just keep the pedal to the metal at all times and be aggressive the whole game. Well, I want, I want to ask about that because you said felt playing not to lose. When could you feel in that game that that was taking place, when that was happening? Yeah, uh, a couple injuries really hurt. Sure. And so when a couple of our leaders uh, go down, it, it kind of brought the mojo down a little bit. And we were trying to keep everyone up, but it, it was tough. Uh, Isaiah goes down, Matt Hadley goes down, and those two are the two heart and soul of our team, you know. And so I, th- I think like at that moment, it kind of uh, we dropped in energy a little bit, and then we were just trying to hang on. Mm-hmm. Which road trip are you looking forward to the most this season? You Ten- got some big ones, Tennessee. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm actually I grew up a Tennessee Titans fan. I was a Steve McNair and Eddie George fan. Me too. <laughs> Me yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> so, kind of. And playing in Knoxville, I mean, dream come mm. true, really, in front of 100,000-plus. That's crazy. So are you active on social media and Twitter and all that? Yeah, I'm pretty active. I don't have, like, a huge following, but I'm active. You might want to mute Tennessee or volunteers because, <laughs> yeah. man, they get out of control okay. real quick. Do they? Oh, yeah. So they're, I, they're a boisterous group. I vote in the AP poll for the top 25 and all that. No fan base. And I mean no fan base <laughs> comes after you more. And, I, I mean, like, they weren't even a top 25 team, but I had Kentucky in there. Yeah. Oh, they just went crazy. Really? Like, I, it's like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I was like, what does Tennessee talk about? Why would I put you in the – oh, you're mad about this team. Okay. And they were just like, I would love to hear you explain this. And then they won 10 games and they yeah. shut up. But, but like, if they're bad, they're talking. Right. If they're good, they're talking. If they're like, – that's – so to be – So it's a good answer. That'll be a fun road trip. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It'll be a hostile, you know. See? It will feel like a rivalry game even though we haven't played them yes. forever you know because those fans will yeah. see you yeah. as this uh, you would they'll treat you like you've been rivals for you know 75 years and they're big sec teams so yeah. we're, we're like pumped for that game too you know? do you uh i mean everybody likes of course you like playing at home nobody doesn't yeah but do you uh is there a little different feeling an extra something when you know there's a hundred something oh. thousand fans that are going against you does it bring even more out yeah of you? definitely yeah. It, it almost gives me the goosebumps i get so excited especially that arizona game in the first game run out there for the first time and it was loud already and right. i looked up the stadium and it felt like it went forever you know i've never seen that big of a crowd yeah because i i don't know first game and everything and i i got going yeah see because i think the coolest thing for a player i'm not a player so this yeah. is me like guess what i would feel like this is me just trying to think of like what it would be like i think the coolest thing would be 
when the place is nuts, loud, they need to stop, and then you make a play and you feel that dull roar where you hear yeah. like the visiting fans right. kind of cheering and the whole place goes quiet except for mm-hmm. that group, right? Like Wisconsin too. Wisconsin. Was oh, a that loud had to be game. awesome. That was awesome when they missed that field goal. The whole. Like, stadium just went quiet, except the little family section and the yes. sideline. That's it. it and you can hear amazing. yourselves yelling? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Because the whole game, I couldn't even hear the snap count because it was so loud. So I had to look at the ball the whole time just because it was so <laughs> loud. And then to hear that goat just go quiet was amazing. That's awesome, man. Well, Brady, hey, thanks so much for a few yeah. minutes, man. It's great to Appreciate actually it. meet you. Yeah, see it's great uh, to meet you. Uh, and, and don't ever believe what this guy ever says again. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I like when people. Fake news, Austin. That's what they call <laughs> it. I like when people call me overrated. You know, it makes me feel uh, motivated. So to get don't. Better, you know? Then don't mute the Tennessee fans. Turn notifications yeah, exactly. on for the, the Tennessee fans. Yeah. Well, Good Brady, to meet you, man. Brady, thanks so much. Man. Appreciate the best it. Best of luck to you this yeah, year. Yeah, appreciate it. It's fun. It's Brady Christensen, 